0: Other things like technology, product management, you may become a specialist in a particular thing like platform products or artificial intelligence products or business to business software or some things that are very consumer friendly or hardware or there's so many different routes you can take. And then there's the whole route of strategy officers and people who are really thinking about mergers and acquisitions. There are people who are consultants, there are people like me who choose to be coaches. There's a lot of different doors that are open, if you can think expansively about it. Welcome to Innovation Talks. Join us weekly as we discuss with distinguished industry guests how to refine and improve corporate innovation and
1: new product development. Hosted by Paul Heller, Sophion Chief Evangelist. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Thanks for joining me again. I hope you're all having a great week. And uh, you're starting to wrap down uh, the year as it starts to close out. Or uh, maybe by the time this episode comes out, you're, you're enjoying the new year and starting it up. Uh, my guest today is Tammy Reese. Now, if you've ever heard Tammy speak, you know she's a fantastic speaker. Uh, and, but her, she really is a product leader coach. And we'll talk about what that is and what kind of advice she gives in a minute. Tammy, welcome to the show.
0: Thank you for having me. How are you? Good. You know, I'm looking out at the sunshine of Miami, as we talked about. So I have no complaints.
1: Wow. Wow. Is it warm there?
0: I think it's 79 or 80 degrees right now. Yeah,
1: (gasps) That's enough. (laughs) A lot of people just cringed. (laughs) Have you always lived there?
0: Uh, I grew up here. uh, And then I spent uh, 13 years in Los Angeles and seven in New York before returning a few years ago, right before COVID.
1: Got it. And you did a lot of product work in those years, didn't you?
0: I've been a product person for a very long time. I often say that I've always been a product person. I just didn't necessarily know it because when I graduated UCLA, product management wasn't really a thing people knew about. Um, But my first job was actually as a fundraiser for Muscular Dystrophy Association. But I was the person who did analysis about which... Uh, call scripts could be optimized and I did A-B testing on them and I was the person who did oh, wow. full analysis of our zip codes and which ones were producing more money for us. <laughs> so, really, agile and lean was yeah. the way I lived my life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. And now you're you're helping other people uh, be good product leaders. So, product leader coach, tell me what that is.
0: So, a product leader coach is a executive coach who specializes in working with people who are product people. So I work with directors of product, vice presidents of product, chief product officers, etc., and I help them be great at what they do. And the reason why I do that versus other things is that I come from product and I understand that product is in a very unique place in an organization and that your average executive coach who doesn't understand what it means to influence without authority all the time <laughs> can't help you as much as somebody who does
1: right i got it i got and, it
0: yeah and so i i was lucky enough to work for insight partners as their cpo in residence which was working with their heads of product and their at that point 175 uh portfolio companies, helping them advance their abilities as product leaders. And now I do it for whoever wants to, you know, pay an hourly rate.
1: <laughs> That's great. That's great. And, and I don't think there's a lot of uh, people doing it. So it must be uh, must be pretty fun to get out there and kind of make a difference in a, in a product person's yeah. life.
0: Absolutely. There's, there's a lot of product coaches out there, but Um, there are three categories of product coaches and the majority of people fall into the first two. So they're either discovery coaches, meaning they're working with teams on their customer discovery efforts, um, or are transformation coaches, meaning they're working with teams on becoming more lean, more agile, more product centric instead of project centric. And then there's the third, which is the executive coaching leadership. Yeah. It's a good community of us.
1: So what kind of advice do you give product people?
0: It depends on what their goals are. Uh, Paul, you met me while at the industry conference um, run by Product Collective. That's right. The speech I was giving there was uh, the only three questions you ever need. And the first question is, is where do you want to go? And so I have some clients that are, it's their first time being a CPO or a head of product, and they just want to do that well. And they want to understand how they can build the confidence of the board, of the rest of the executive team. How do they set up the organization that's going to help them shine, et cetera. And so there's those group of clients and I help them do that. And then there's the group of clients who are trying to get that role or trying to round up their resume, uh, et cetera. And I talk to them about how they can raise their hand to get different opportunities in their current workplace or how they can change the way they're investing their own time or change the way they they talk about certain situations Mm -hmm. so that they can be thought of in more of a strategic more executive level so that those those doors will open for them down the line Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then i work with other people who are currently on the job market which unfortunately today is a lot of people who recently got laid off and i work with them on how to Craft their story. How do they talk about their unique selling propositions? What makes them special? And how can they make their resume and their LinkedIn really tell the story so that recruiters and hiring managers and other people who are part of the hiring process will understand the value that they could bring to the organization? And how can they themselves answer interview questions in a way that gets to what the interview is looking for and puts them in the best light? So those are the three different kinds of people I generally coach.
1: Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. So where do you want to go? And then what's, you you really had three questions, didn't you? I'm going to kind of preempt this a little bit. Yeah. So tell us the three questions. So simple, but it was so awesome.
0: So the three questions are, where do you want to go? Where are you now? And where should you go next? And To me, that's core product management, but it's also core life decision-making and any other sort of decision-making, especially strategic decision-making. Too often, people ask a question like, can we do something, which is a feasibility question, instead of, should we do something, which is a value question. And in order to know if something is valuable, you first have to know where you're trying to go. And whether or not you currently have that going for you or not, where are you now? And based on where you are now and where you're trying to go, that massive gap, what's the best next place for you to go that will help you make it a smaller gap?
1: A lot of people think about, well, the question, where do you want it, What do you want to be? Or where do you want to go? But nobody covers the pe- the next piece about, well, how do you get there? Which I think is what you're you're really diving into, aren't you? How do I know where I am? Let's start there.
0: A lot of it is the same stuff you would do about your own product. How do you know how your product is performing? You collect data, Mm -hmm. you do customer interviews, but in the case of your own career, your customers are your employees. They're the rest of your executive team, potentially. They're your key clients. Mm -hmm. They're your board. uh, And the data is... How am I measuring up against my peers? How, like, am I getting the right salary? Or is my team performing well? Mm-hmm. Am I being involved in certain strategic conversations, et cetera, et cetera? And that's how you can evaluate where you are as a person. And similarly, how you can evaluate how your team is doing, right? How are the product managers on your team being received by their counterparts? Are they reaching their goals and their targets for performance? Not necessarily. Output driven, but outcome driven. Are they making the right decisions that builds the right features that customers want and add value to the business again and again and again?
1: (laughs) (laughs) But you mentioned collect data, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that's, you have to have the data, don't you?
0: Yeah. and, And so luckily there are, um, especially for salaries, there's lots of reports now, but I mean, you could do an NPS score, Mm -hmm. right? Like a lot of companies have an ENPS or an employee NPS. And so you can see how is the product team Measuring up in their ENPS and their satisfaction with you as a leader and their roles in comparison to other teams. And so there's no reason why you can't do that.
1: Yeah. In case somebody doesn't know what NPS is, let's talk about it. Net promoter score, right?
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, You can tell I'm so ingrained in the product world sometimes. I think we all use acronyms we forget. Um, So NPS is the net promoter score. So every one of us has answered a net promoter score survey at some point because every company sends you this one question which is how likely are you to recommend our product or services and that question leads to a net promoter score so if you've ever answered that question and i know you have (laughs) you have partaken (laughs) in an FPS survey and someone has conglomerated your response as well as hundreds of thousands of other people's responses and created a score.
1: You can do that as a person, right?
0: Yeah, you can do that as a company, you can do that as a person. Like the question becomes, how likely are you to recommend working for this person or working with this person?
1: So that's the where are you, right? That's the where are you. Any advice on the where to, figuring out the where to?
0: The the long-term vision, where do you wanna go?
1: Yeah. I mean, I remember, I remember, you know, they used to always ask, my first job was with IBM, you know, the standard, where do you want to be in five years? I had no idea.
0: No one does. <laughs>
1: I was 21. Don't ask me.
0: <laughs> no one ever can answer that question very well. But uh, yeah. through coaching, I actually worked with uh, with people and I asked them questions. What are you most proud of that you've done? If you could be doing one activity all day long, what would it be? And what va- what extra value do you think you bring to the team? And then I ask other questions like, does the concept of creating an organizational design seem daunting or exciting, right? How much of a leader do you wanna be? Um, I ask them about their strategic process and otherwise, specifically for product leaders, those are the kinds of questions I ask. But the bottom line is, is that most of us have enough life experience to say, this is what I've liked or I didn't like. Even I, I mentioned to you earlier, I worked for a nonprofit straight out of college. Um, I chose that path because I actually really loved volunteering for student groups in college, and I loved running events. And I didn't realize that an event was really a product in the way that I thought about it.
1: But, yeah.
0: <laughs> but that's how I entered into that role. Um, and I think that especially in technology, there are new roles and new technologies and new companies spinning up on a daily basis. And so you have to be open minded to say what I might want in five years might not even exist yet. Right. Or it might not be on my radar that I even know about. And within the product world, that can be a a product leader such as a traditional vice president, director, group product manager. Uh, chief product officer, it could be in the product of operations space, it could be in product design, you could join more of an operational space in the COO sort of track, you can become somebody who is really into Other things like technology product management, you may become a specialist in a particular thing like platform products or artificial intelligence products or business to business software or some things that are very consumer friendly or hardware or there's so many different routes you can take. And then there's the whole route of strategy officers and people who are really thinking about mergers and acquisitions. There are people who are consultants. There are people like me who choose to be coaches. There's A lot of different doors that are open if you can think expansively about it.
1: This is cool. I I love this because I know a lot of product people and they they don't know what the paths are. They don't know what the possibilities are. Yeah. Right. And so you just laid out in you know, a couple of minutes here, I don't know, 20 or 30 different possible ways to go. So there's a lot of opportunity, isn't it?
0: And I didn't even include anybody working for the the venture capitalists, right? There's venture capitalists, there's private equity firms, and they employ product managers in different ways, whether it's for screening candidates or for advising their clients or for doing due diligence. There's there's roots. Never mind becoming a CEO. Maybe you want to be a founder, right? Maybe there's a problem that's really itching at you, and you want to solve it. You might have a more entrepreneurial spirit, but those sorts of Ideas aren't the best for people who don't have the entrepreneurial spirit. Correct, They're a little more risk averse, etc. And so, um,
1: right, right,
0: there's a lot of different things that are out there, and you have to maybe even experiment a little and try things out. I was saying to a client today, like. She, she was worried about the dings on her resume from different things that she had done. And I said, our careers are 50, 60 years long. No one individual job is some blemish that can never <laughs> yeah. be ignored, right? Like, just move past it and take, take on the next adventure in the direction you want to go.
1: That alone uh, would be tremendous advice uh, for anybody just to just to start to craft their own individual Objective. And and now I can see why you make that link of life. It's not just about product, the same thing in your life, right?
0: Yeah. I I mean, in life, my husband and I joke that we practice outcome oriented parenting, (laughs) which means that all we do is care about that our kids are happy and healthy, and individual inputs or outputs or grades or scores aren't as important as the overarching. Are they happy and healthy? Are they resilient?
1: Yeah, yeah, right. You're looking at what matters. Yeah, right.
0: I mean, like, I have so many friends who are worried about, oh, they didn't sleep a perfect eight hours or they didn't eat all of their carrots. And it's like, Mm, yeah, but they're doing fine, (laughs) right? Like, the individual inputs and outputs are so much less important than the overarching output.
1: But it's so easy to forget. The, uh, the overarching, you get, you get stuck in the minutiae and you probably do as well as you, in your job, right? You get busy yeah. with your job. You're, you're thinking about just kind of what you got and the, the, the where to is sort of fuzzy and gone, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. Too often we get so focused on the next task in our to-do list. What are we checking off, etc without taking a moment to reflect and say, are all of these things on my to-do list in line with where I want to go? um when i worked uh with uh, professor mohan sani over at northwestern kellogg school of business one of the things um he tells all of the product management students that he goes through is to do something called a calendar audit which means to look back on your calendar and see how are you investing your time mm, yeah. and is it invested in the strategic ways you want to are you putting the effort into the things that give you back the value that moves you forward towards your goals or not. And if you aren't what needs adjustment? Yeah, gotcha. And so I, I, I talk to a lot of people about their careers. But it's also a life balance thing. Do you want to work? While living internationally, do you want to work for a company that's fully remote? Do you want to work for something where you can do it part time because you have a parent that you're taking care of or children you're taking care of or anything else in between? Or are you at a point in your career where you could work 60 hours in a week because everything else is taken care of and you actually want to do the grind because you can invest that time?
1: So this is, this is fantastic. And all of the things of, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? You're talking about. They're all possible. Those jobs are out there, right? They're out there. You just have to know what you want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Know what you want. Always step one.
1: <laughs> so I know where I am. Where from is got? I got where from. I got where to. We touched a little bit on where next, but okay. How do I get there?
0: So where next I think is partially something you have to decide for yourself, but partially that you probably should get some advice. Hmm. So that can come from your current manager, that can come from a skip level, that can come from a coach, that can come from a mentor, that can come from your partner, that can come from your parents, people who have known you literally your entire life, friends, etc. And what's amazing to me is how the people we work with and the people we interact with know things about us that we may not even know about ourselves they see patterns they see when we're happiest they see when we're most energized and they also see when we're down in the dumps and what situations cause that for us and so being open to other people's feedback about that as well and not feeling like you have to do it on your own Mm. and that oh okay well i i think this is it and i'm gonna go for it be sure to ask other people What do they think of that? Do you think that that's actually gonna work for me? Is that the right next step, right? This is why um, a lot of people are encouraged to get mentors in their lives. People who are willing to invest in you for your best interest and not with any other agenda than that. Um, Or you could pay a coach who has a similar obligation to really be thinking of your best interests. But understand that like, very often we become myopic and there are outside pressures that cause us to feel like we have to do one thing or another. And there's often something that you don't see as a possibility that someone else can bring to life. Right. And so when I describe what coaching is to people who, um, who, are, who aren't as familiar, I say, what kind of sport do you play? So Paul, what kind of sport did you ever play or what kind of sport do you currently play?
1: I was a runner in high school, Yeah, track team.
0: You were a runner in high school. Great track team. Long distance, short distance.
1: Well, I tried short, couldn't do it. And I eventually went to long.
0: Okay. So you eventually went to long. Yeah. So as you're running.
1: A two miler.
0: <laughs> but you had coaches.
1: Oh, absolutely. I yeah. never forget <laughs> them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and the purpose of a coach is to see things you don't see. Because you're focused on one foot in front of the other as a runner. Right, And what the coach is, is they watch you and they say, hey, when you round a turn, you need to plant your left foot a little better, right? When you're getting off the stakes, lay back, right? Or you should be trailing this person and and capturing their wind a little better. Like you're you're missing opportunities that they can see because they're looking at the whole field. Very good. And that's why having outside perspectives paid or otherwise, can really be beneficial in choosing those next steps.
1: I remember for me, it was the end of the the race. I just was too laid back. And it's like, go for it. Who cares if you you have zero energy left at the end? Because if you had energy left over, you missed out. (laughs) It's like I had to learn. Somebody had to teach me that (laughs) and recognize that I wasn't doing it.
0: But somebody had to teach you that, right? Somebody, And when we say someone taught us something, What we really say is someone shared a perspective that I didn't previously Mm. have, and now I can incorporate that perspective into the way I see the world.
1: That's really cool.
0: And that's why we have friends and partners that challenge us and coworkers that we want to be diverse so they can share different perspectives for us so that we can learn.
1: It got to be open. You got to ask and you got to be maybe maybe some people have trouble uh asking because a little bit of vulnerability there isn't there
0: definitely um but i say one of the key skills to product management is knowing how to balance humility and hubris so you have to have the hubris to believe that you can solve a problem that is unsolved and the humility to say i might be wrong
1: right I love it. As you're out there, uh, what's the reception, Ben, when you, you're kind of having these conversations? I, I can imagine people are like, "Oh, thank goodness, I'm like, thank God, you stop by, right?
0: So generally really positive. And um, as I mentioned, there's cohorts of coaches out there. One of the things we talk about is how some people aren't yet open to coaching. So even as a manager, I'm sure you've experienced that you have certain employees that their coachability level is low. And so how do you help people who are so hubris filled, right? And they're so sure of themselves that they have all the answers and they see everything that needs to be seen to open themselves to the possibility that there are other perspectives that could be of assistance. And so generally, if you're hiring a coach, you aren't in the low coachable space, but occasionally I've worked with some people who are, who are more resistant and then my consulting background comes in handy because i just ask a lot of questions rather than giving device i advice i say things like what would happen if what do you think would the what the result would be if you did this instead yeah (laughs) and we go through different questions that help them receive the information and process it without it being a direction which they might be oppositional towards it's a question which they feel obligated to answer.
1: Yeah, and then they're self-discovering something. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. and some people take longer than others, and that's okay, right? We're all on, on growing and learning paths, and we're, we've all been in situations and stages in our lives where we're less open to advice and more open to advice, and yeah. I hope that when you are open to advice, you find people that you can trust and that are giving you solid advice. I was watching actually uh, George Stephanopoulos' interview of um, uh, Sam Banks and Fry, whatever, Fry, the FTX guy and how he lost billions. Yeah, billions the guy. Of yeah. And one of the things he talked about is like, he had all of these what I would call acquaintances. He called friends and he didn't understand that they were friends. And he was like, they're not friends. And he's like, everyone had an agenda. And I was like, that's not a friend anymore, right? So I hope that everyone can find a circle of people they can trust that are going to give them unvarnished, unbiased, unagenda filled advice.
1: It's so sad when you see somebody either with a lot of money or a lot of celebrity status that they're not friends. They're not, they're not, they're, they're giving them plenty of wrong advice. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's, it can be very lonely. I'm sure. Yeah. So you talk you
1: kind of, there's two perspectives here. One is the perspective of me as an individual. I want to be a a better product person um, or me as a leader of other product people. And I want to help my, the people that around me, the product people that work for me get better, right? Both sides of it.
0: Absolutely. And that's part of leadership, right? That you want to take the skills that you have and help other people gain those skills, help other, advance, other people advance their careers, help other get promote, people get promoted to find their visionary job mission thing. Um, because that's where we find the most uh, impact is watching other people transform into great leaders.
1: This, is really, this has been fantastic, Tammy. If you had to give one piece of advice to somebody, uh, what would you give them?
0: get comfortable with change change is the only constant in the world especially in technology it's, it's everything is changing and so um, once you realize that there's everything is always going to be changing and that you can be more calm with change you can learn to embrace that change as a growth and a learning opportunity for yourself that that'd be number one.
1: Well, you told us at the uh, industry conference that you're writing a book. So tell us about the book. I think it's cool.
0: Thanks. I have two young children. And, you know, for the last 20 years in product, I've had my share of having to explain what product managers do. And I realized that there were no good children's books out there from my perspective that helped me explain what it is I do to my children. So I started writing a book called What Do Product Managers Do?, It rhymes, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's got rhythm and rhyme and meter. Uh, It's got a a title character named Sue who's going to teach you what product managers do. And you first learn that you are not your user and lots of other uh, parts of the product management practice, the different people that we collaborate with and uh, stakeholders and what the nature of agile is, et cetera. you learn about problem solving uh and so i'm currently in the process of getting it illustrated and talking to publishers to see if that's an option most probably i'll have to self-publish it but um if anybody goes to TammyReese.com, they can join the book waitlist and we'll give you a discount there's also a link there to read the copy it's up on a google doc i believe in open sourcing and gathering feedback as we were talking about earlier so i can tell you that it has been iterated on hundreds and hundreds of times as different people have provided suggestions and otherwise. And uh, I'm excited that sometime in 2023, it'll be available on shelves.
1: Awesome. Well, we'll make sure to put those links in the show notes so people can go check that out. Now, who are you aiming it for?
0: Um, I'm aiming it for two groups. So the subtitle is a primer for product managers of all ages and parents who aren't sure real job. There you go. (laughs) So it's designed for anybody who wants to learn about product, no matter who they are, but definitely rhymy and cheeky. So more for people who are lighthearted, whether because of their age or because of their personality. Uh, And then for adults who want to understand what their partner, what their children, what their roommate does, what product management's all about without having to read a longer book like Inspired. (laughs) you <laughs> actually mention inspired in the book in the in the children's book you do we say something like you may have been told to read and to read kagan's inspired but nothing specific is really required
1: <laughs> i love it uh, you know this, uh, no but this is a serious thing i think uh yeah okay maybe you need to ha- be a certain light-hearted person as you said but there are people i know that should read this book. And I know there's a lot of adults that will want to read this book. So that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I'm hoping it becomes part of the canon and that either people give it to someone who's thinking about product management is just a way to give them a glimpse or eventually there'll be a YouTube link of me reading it. And you just send someone the YouTube link is there you go. No one makes millions of dollars on a children's book. So I'm all about no. disseminating the information more than I am about <laughs> receiving my royalty check. Cause I'm pretty sure I'm going to make something like $27 on the book,
1: <laughs> but you are having fun, yes. right? And that's the cool part.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, 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 and your, your kids are going to say, my mom did this. <laughs>
0: And in terms of where I want to go, the reason why this fits into that is I want to be known as somebody who can take complex topics and simplify them in a way that anybody can understand them. So much of product management and product leadership is about translating. And so this to me is just one more part of my brand recognition as somebody who helps people along their journey to realization.
1: Yeah, well, you just articulated for yourself a where to, a where from, and a where next. So that was pretty cool.
0: (laughs) Publishing a book. That's what's where next.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us. It was a great conversation. I'm just so honored that you uh, would join and share your experiences with our, our listeners.
0: Yeah. I'm so glad you invited me and I'm happy to come back once the book comes out and maybe I'll even read it.
1: Oh boy. That would be awesome. I'll take you up on it. That would be so right. cool. I love it. <laughs> okay. Demi, you have a great rest of your week and, and, and take care. Okay.
0: Yeah. You too.
1: And to our listeners out there, it wasn't that awesome. Uh, that was so much fun. Uh, you meet people in your life who are just so, uh, fun to be around. And Tammy is one of those. So check out her website, check out her book. And if you want to engage in product leadership, reach out to Tammy because she's the person you want to talk to. She's so good. at it. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Take care. I hope you have a great week ahead and we'll talk to you next time. Bye for now.
0: Thanks for joining us
1: this week for Innovation Talks with Paul Heller. If you enjoyed the show, please like and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For additional information on today's topic, check out sophion.com, S-O-P-H-E-O-N.com, where you will find plenty of innovation-centric content and corporate best practices. If you'd like to discuss anything with Paul or would like to get in touch with the show, email us at talks at
0: sophion.com.